Welcome to the I Create Daily Podcast. I'm Leora Alderson. And I'm Devani Alderson. We're your co-hosts on this journey of creativity and productivity. I Create Daily is for artists in every genre of creating, from musicians to writers, crafters to inventors, bloggers to entrepreneurs. I Create Daily is a movement for creators serious about your art. If you're into creating anything, this podcast is definitely for you. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Welcome to the I Create Daily podcast. I'm Devani Alderson, and this podcast is a movement for creators serious about creating their art. And I'm Leora, and our guest today, the lovely Kate Erickson, took the leap into entrepreneurial life in 2013 when she finally left her corporate job in an advertising and marketing firm to join her significant other in his new podcasting endeavor. Today, Kate is the content creator and implementer extraordinaire at EO Fire, the first ever daily podcast. EO Fire is an entrepreneurial empire with books, courses, and loads of fantastic free content. And it's safe to say that Kate is the linchpin there. Welcome, Kate. Thank you so much. What an amazing introduction. I'm so honored to be here. I really appreciate you both inviting me. It's, it's, it's fantastic to have you. I mean, considering all that you guys have just come through Hurricane Maria, and you're also planning getting ready to embark on a 40-day voyage around the world practically, right? So I can't even <laughs> imagine what it's like for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a lot of craziness. But yeah. again, we were just saying right before this, you got to be able to keep on your toes, right? That's what entrepreneurship is about. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you know, you and John are incredibly, John Lee Dumas of the Entrepreneur on Fire, are both incredibly disciplined and organized people. You know I mean? So that's like, you know, a winning team. And you guys are just so uh, in sync with each other in that way and complement each other so well. Um, I mean, we could talk to you for days, as I said, before you came on. And so, but we want to, we know that you've got so much going on. So in honor of your time and for us, the challenge is always about all the things we want to know about you and converse with you about as versus what will best serve our audience. And so yeah. for that, that's the primary reason we're here. So we'll embark on that. But first, there, if you could share just a little bit about how uh, and why you took the plunge into entrepreneurial life back in 2013. Sure. So as you mentioned very briefly, I was at a marketing and advertising agency and that was my dream job. Like for years and years and years, I had dreamed about being an account executive at an advertising agency. I started an advertising agency um, back in 2008 and I was kind of like an assistant for a while and then I kind of started becoming an account coordinator. And so, you know, it was kind of this like success vision of moving up the ladder and, and getting promotions and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so I was really excited about this position, but after, um, and I had amazing mentors there as well. The company that I was working for was just incredible. I was learning so many new things about marketing and advertising every single day. It's such an exciting industry because it's always like, go, yeah. go, 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 go. Yeah. And change <laughs> um, so fast. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's crazy to think that back in 2013, which was not that long ago, I was working on print advertising and now print advertising is like so foreign to so many people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so I loved my job. I loved the people that I worked with. Um, but I had a really tough client. I was managing the company's largest client. Um, and there was a lot of pressure, a lot of 3am mornings, nights, yeah. whatever you want to call them. 
Um, and I was, I was getting burnt out on it. You know, it was, it was starting to get old. It wasn't like that exciting, like, wow, this is really cool that I'm working until 3 a.m. anymore. It was kind of like, I'm a little bit tired of doing this. Mm -hmm. um, and it, ha it happened to be that timing when John had launched Entrepreneurs on Fire and the business was kind of starting to pick up. He was starting to gain some momentum. And so he had kind of put the bug in my ear, like, what would you think about working together? And I was really nervous about that at first. Um, you know, we were boyfriend and girlfriend living together and I certainly didn't want that to be affected. And so, um, yeah, it took a few months for the leap to happen, but I took it and here we are today. Awesome. awesome. Your screen has locked up just a little bit on your side. So let's just see if we can, we're going to pause this for a second and see if we can get it back. Okay. So with I Create Daily, we have a lot of creators in our community, writers, painters, musicians, and, um, and the name is I Create Daily. So we wanted to definitely focus on what are you doing daily with Entrepreneur on Fire and Kate's take and the blog and just the empire that you guys have. What are you doing daily? What is your role? Oh my goodness. So that's kind of hard to, <laughs> kind of hard to wrap my arms around sometimes. Yeah. Um, but you know, really I kind of, I consider myself and I call myself the implementer in the business. Every day I'm trying to figure out new ways to um, make things better and constantly improve what we've already created. Um, recently we were at an event and somebody asked me, well, what's next for you guys? Like, what are you working on? Yeah. And my answer was, you know what, for the first time in five years, we just celebrated our five year anniversary. Aww. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we're at a place where we're really looking to improve what's already out there because a lot of times as entrepreneurs, as creatives, uh, you know, we put something out there and we kind of see if it works or not and we see what the response is. And we've done that. We've iterated on things many, many times. And I feel like we right now have a very solid foundation to where now we're kind of taking a look back at what we've put out there, what's really resonating with our audience. And uh, I would say one thing I consistently do every single day is I connect with our community. Mm. And I think that that's a really huge lesson for people who are just getting started or even for people yeah. who have been in business for a long time and are running mm. successful businesses. For us, that's what our business is built on is our community because yeah. without them, we wouldn't know what to create. We wouldn't know what to improve. Right. Um, so I would say consistently every single day, that's absolutely something that I'm doing. Yeah. And that actually resonates a lot with creators because many of us, whether we're super organized or super messy creatives, we're always looking at like, how can I improve this? How can I get better at doing what I do? How can I produce, maybe not produce more, but produce better, you know? And so that's sort of a perfect thing because some people are like, well, I don't constantly crank stuff out. I'm not that type of person, but I can take the slew of products or content or books or creations I have and just tweak it. And then also the connecting with community because you can't sell your work if you don't have people there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so important. Yeah, that's exactly. Good, and I'm just going to go off script just for a minute on that because um, one of the things that what you just spoke to seems to me that the community is your why. So it's sort of like yeah. the concept of, you know, artists, you know, we're about creating, you know, we're passionate about writing or painting or speaking or, you know, building, composing, whatever kind of creative endeavor you're doing, you know, we're passionate about that. But then if we press to the Simon Sinek kind of why, 
it's like, okay, but why are we doing that? You know, and there are a number of different mm-hmm. reasons people may have bringing beauty into the world, inspiring people, but it really tends to connect back to people. Uh, so it seems like, you know, for you guys, that that's a lot of your why is to, especially you with your background and, you know, your original aspiration to teach and you're a great teacher and you love to help and share. So it's like that really touches your soul, I would think. Thank you. Absolutely. That was such a big aha for me to kind of come full circle and say, you know, I might not be teaching in the way that I thought I was going to, but what like a beautiful, you know, path and journey that like my life has taken me on um, to be in a place now where I do get to teach just, you know, in a, in a different way than, than I expected. And yeah. you get to do the marketing and implementing and you kind of have the perfect role there because you get to incorporate all the aspects of your dream job in one really cool empire. Yeah. Yes, that's a, such an excellent point because I mentioned before that I was kind of nervous when John asked me to first come on board with Entrepreneurs on Fire because I didn't really know how I fit in and I didn't want to just be like put into a role where I was basically doing the same thing that I did as an employee, like take orders or, you know, do what somebody else told me to do. And so that was a really important thing for me when we started working together is to, you know, for us to work together on, on what this was going to look like for both of us. And that's been so helpful in keeping our relationship, um, you know, (laughs) above water is just understanding what each other's strengths are and understanding like where we can kind of pick up each other's slack. Right, definitely. Yeah, this that's is, such a good point yeah. for creators who have somebody else with them and how to just incorporate other people, whether it's family, whether it's significant other, whoever that is with you day in, day out. So as to like, so that, because a lot of times we have these other people and they're like, well, what's my role in this? Is this just your thing? Am I just like your support system? Like what's going on? Are we like two separate lives yeah. here? Yeah. But it's, a, it's really important mm-hmm. to kind of figure out um, – where everybody fits in and if they enjoy being fit there and having that support system so that takes us off script again to this important (laughs) because i've never in all the uh, podcasts i've listened to of kate's take and eo fire i I may have missed one but i've listened to so many and when i first found uh, eo fire i went on a binge you know because i was catching up (laughs) listening at one and a half speed you know like multiple times a day but I don't remember hearing how you guys met. And the reason, you know, it's what seems important about this for our audience, because you mentioned relationships. And as we know, you know, we're the average of the five people we spend the most time around, according to Jim Rohn, that's the famous quote. And environment and support system is incredibly important. And you guys are just so uh, symbiotic in that way. So could you take a moment and share how it is you guys met? Yeah. So in 2010, um, I was making a move. I I was living in San Diego, but I was moving out of the apartment that I was in, moving into a new place. And um, I I contacted the landlord and she said, okay, I have a place that I can show you. It's not going to be the unit that you're going to move into it, but it's right next door to it. It's like a mirror image of it. You know, all these places were exactly the same. It was just a little studio apartment. Um, So I said, okay, that's fine. As long as it looks the same, I'm okay with doing that. And um, she gave me the apartment number that I should go to. And I showed up and I knocked on the door um, and this guy opened the door and it was John. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. That's so funny. So um, uh, he showed me his apartment um, and then I I ended up moving in next door to him. We shared a wall for about a year and a half, became great friends. 
Um, and yeah, that's how our relationship started. We were neighbors. We were good friends. We started hanging out and like sharing friend groups. And um, after about a year or so, um, we kind of took that next step. That's awesome. <laughs> that, that, uh, that helps one believe in fate. <laughs> totally. That was yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> fantastic okay so go ahead so um what areas of business do you guys struggle with currently i know you've got like you've made it in so many people's minds and maybe in your mind you're like you're there you've arrived you're running the dream business you're able to travel mm -hmm. but are there any areas that you guys struggle with Yeah, well, I mean, I think that has kind of been a struggle in and of itself um, right there is just learning how to have a location independent business. Like mm -hmm. we say that all the time and we do have that, but it's not easy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of a lot of location independent entrepreneurs like to, you know, make it seem like you just take your laptop and you go. But there's mm -hmm. so much to consider when you do that. Um, take where I am, for example, I'm, I'm sitting in a bedroom at my parents' house in San Diego because this is, this happened to be where I ended up today. And um, that's kind of what it's about is you can't, you, you can't, you're not able to predict things um, the same way that you would be able to if you were just always at home in your office or at a co-working space or whatever it might be. So um, that's certainly been kind of new for us is really taking that location independent thing to the next level and, um, and figuring out what that means to get ahead. Um, so of course, you know, John has the daily podcast. I have my podcast. We have a blog. We have email campaigns. We have free courses. We have webinars that we do. Mm -hmm. So figuring out how we're going to prepare to make sure all of those things still happen, no matter where we are, no matter what time of day it happens to be. Um, that's kind of something that we're definitely still getting used to. Yeah. And I would imagine for people who are really organized and disciplined as you guys are, sometimes taking yourself out of that structure where that happens the most can be the most challenging. You know, it's like a little bit discombobulating. And so I guess that you guys are kind of trying to, and yet what you've taken is your schedule structure and your daily practices, you know? So it's uh -huh. like now that you have your discipline and your daily habits, which again, gets back to the, I create daily, you know, that day in and day out, this is what you're, how you're going to start your day and what you're going to do. Like I emailed you a few days ago to make sure we were still on for today because knowing that, you know, you had your home affected and dam damaged in the recent Hurricane Maria on Puerto Rico, where you live, Puerto Rico, I should say. Mm -hmm. uh, Love it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and that you're getting ready to go on this voyage, this, you know, incredible journey. It's like, you know, are you sure that this is still good? But Kate's like, yeah, I'm ready to go. You know, it's so like that, that's pretty amazing. So is that pretty much what you attribute? I mean, we know that we're using this in our 100-day challenge, the Freedom Journal. Oh, yay. So, Love it. Into the picture. There we go. Freedom Beautiful. Journal. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's amazing. And, and we will link to your podcast where you really talk about helping people refine their use of the journal. But it really mm -hmm. gets to the daily habits and the daily focus, doesn't it? Absolutely. And I feel like that's something that keeps us grounded when amongst, you know, anything or everything that could be happening and that is happening right now. This is by far the most discombobulated trip I've ever had. <laughs> um, because, you know, there are certain times when you're in a position to have those routines and everything is easy, easier and it flows. And, you know, like when I'm at my parents' house, I wake up, 
I get my workout in, I do my green smoothie. Um, you know, there's a, a certain set of steps that I take every morning, my morning routine that is pretty easy for me to replicate when I'm at my parents' house. But, you know, last week I was in Austin staying at a hotel and I didn't have access to a blender. And, you know, I was at a conference and the conference started really early and I know how important sleep is. So I didn't get to do my workout first thing in the morning like I usually do. So there are always going to be some things that get tweaked a little bit. But I think that as long as you can keep those familiar things close to you when you're in situations where you're not doing it just like you would do at home, that's still really helpful in keeping you kind of like grounded in what your purpose is. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and it's definitely a good um, lesson sort of for, cre- and even maybe possibly a strength for creators, even though um, it can be discombobulating, you kind of have to figure out your steps and your strides and how you're going to organize your business or um, creative endeavors. And it really is, it, it, it separates the pro creatives versus the non-pro creatives is how quickly you can adapt to just picking up and figuring it out. I think that's a big thing for entrepreneurs as well. And the difference between entrepreneurs is they figure it out. It's like, okay, hurricane devastation. I will figure out how to do this. Adapt. Adapt Adaptability. And and pivot. Yeah. So like, you know, in the hotel, for instance, uh, you, you know, Organifi is one of the guys that you guys talk about Mm -hmm. and you use. So you've got your green powder. So you don't have your blender. You can't do the smoothie. You don't want to travel with a blender. Some people do, but that's a lot, you know, and, and then, so you've got your Organifi. And then what we've done in the past traveling is make sure that on every trip, like in the hotels, I always take the stairs, you know, and take Mm -hmm. them two at a time, you know, if I can do so discreetly. You know, enough. <laughs> you know, basically, it's like a step up. You know, or even in yeah. a room. You know, I can do twenty squat jumps, twenty push-ups. You know, and twenty sit-ups. And suddenly, you know, it it's not the same as a complete workout, but it makes a huge difference. Yes, and I will say, um, I did have my Organifi green uh, green juice travel packs with me, so that absolutely was my kind of like substitute. Yeah. Um, and I I use this amazing app called the Twelve Minute Athlete. And it's 12-minute workouts that you can do literally anywhere. You don't have to have any equipment or anything. So whenever I'm traveling and I don't have, you know, an hour or the luxury of like having my computer set up and all this other stuff, you know, I just do the app because all I need is my phone and like space enough for my body and that's it. Definitely. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So, So, um, yeah, yeah. So moving on a little bit to... inspiration I mean all of this is inspiring but what are people who are the people you look up to well gosh I always say that this is like maybe like a cliche answer but John Lee has been such a huge inspiration for me and he's my big one of my biggest supporters and he's taught me so much um yeah I mean I look up to him in so many ways and I think because we spend most all of our time together, except for when we're traveling like this. We haven't seen each other in quite a while, actually. <laughs> um, but, you know, you th- going back to you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I mean, I think both of us have habits that have rubbed off on each other mm-hmm. um, that we can both really appreciate. And um, just kind of being in an atmosphere where, and I'm sure creatives can relate, like, 
John doesn't tell me I'm crazy for focusing on business for eight hours at a time. And yeah, right. um, yeah. you know, he's not like, would you stop talking about ideas? Like right, this is right. so annoying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, you know, he's certainly been a big inspiration for me, but there are a lot of people doing so many amazing things online right now. Um, Jill and Josh Stanton have an incredible business. They've built an amazing community called Screw the Nine to Five. Yeah. Um, I think that that's really awesome what they've done with their business. Um, Jane Wedmore uh, is doing some great things. Pat Flynn is always somebody that I've looked up to and Amy Porterfield. Yeah. Um, both of them are just like so down to earth. They were good friends of ours when we were living here in San Diego. Um, so always, you know, looking to them to kind of see what they're up to. And um, yeah, so I take my inspiration from a lot of places. There are also a lot of like books and, and writers that I take inspiration from because I really love to write. Right. Uh, Jeff Goins is like a huge role yeah. model of mine. <laughs> yeah. I always uh, love when he comes out with something new because I, I just enjoy his writing style so much. And I feel like I'm able to take so much away from from reading that type of writing because then, you know, you're able to kind of emulate and, and kind of make it your own. So yeah, yeah that's a, a myriage of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome because, um, I also enjoy reading Jeff Goins and I think one of the things there is it's so, um, his work is very much when you read it, it's story, but then it's also, uh, very to the point like this is the heart of what I'm trying to get at and he he starts a lot of his books I've noticed he starts a lot of his books with what is the purpose of the book and what is the message and how can I peel back the onion to get to the deep message and I think that's a good lesson for a lot of creators it's like we create and we kind of get into the rut of routine and we have to step back and be like okay why am I doing this you know yeah, what, right. what is the deeper meaning to this for me and for the world Okay. Yeah. That ties in with, I'm going to go to here and then yeah, I'll come back to it. here. That ties in with one of the uh, later questions we're going to ask, but it really fits in with the concept of, okay. So the people you just described for so many people, you are that you are the inspiration you and John and you know, fire are the inspiration, you know? So it's like, you know, I have this vision, like uh, the painting of like, uh, you know, from the heavens, you have one reaching up and one reaching down, you know, and we're all bridges for each other. There's always someone ahead and someone that we can help up, so to speak. The challenge then for successful creatives becomes, you know, how do you balance between creating versus consuming? So mm. what, you know, we've been really in the creating mode um, and, you know, it's really hard and, and we love it, but then we're also trying to balance between the learning side of it to continue the learning. And one of the things that we've discovered is there is a tremendous amount of learning in the creating because it's not a static process, it's dynamic. But what about for you guys? You know, like for you, how do you mm -hmm. um, balance between all that you're doing as an implementer and creator versus what you want to consume from those whom you want to learn from? Right. That's so interesting that you bring up the point for creatives. You know, it's really about like they create, 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 create instead of like having that skill tip to start consuming to really improve the craft or to learn from others who have come before them. And I think with a lot of entrepreneurs, it's the exact opposite. They consume, 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 yeah. consume because they think that they need to keep learning more and they need to know the next new thing and they need to know what like that, you know, the, the perfect formula for what, whatever it is that they're trying to do. And that's how I started. When I first joined John on the team, 
I was in consumption mode all the way. And I was almost afraid to create because I felt like I didn't know enough yet. I felt like I needed to learn more that um, whatever I put out there wasn't going to be good enough. I tipped that scale by realizing that I was never going to improve my craft until I started doing it. Yeah. And that was actually inspired in big part by Jeff Goins, if you want to be a brighter, just right. Yeah. Um, and, and that was a huge click for me that I don't need to consume anymore. I need to tip that scale and start doing so that I can actually start improving. Yeah. Me reading stuff is never going to help my writing improve. Me writing is going to help my writing improve. So I think that for creatives, if you just flip that, that you know, that was my experience that I finally realized I'm never going to get better at what I want to be better at until I start doing it. Yeah. If you want to be, do, right? Yeah. Um, so on the flip side of that, I would say... There, there has to be a point where you let other points of view in, where you explore the possibility of a different way of doing things. And or even if you don't end up taking that advice, even if you don't end up changing the way that you do your thing, to know that there are other ways out there is going to expand your view and it's going to give you a better perspective on what it is that you have to offer the world. Because you could be an amazing painter, an amazing writer, an incredible musician, but if you don't know anything else in your realm, you're actually not offering everything you possibly could to those who are consuming your thing. Excellent. Um, so I think that that education is just so important. So, yeah. you know, if you find yourself creating for six, seven, eight hours a day, it just starts with like the smallest step. Just take a half an hour of that to read something else, to learn a new musical piece, to try a different style of painting, to write, you know, challenge yourself to write in a, in a different voice than you usually do. Yeah. Um, and I think that that really can start that process of, of that scale tipping. Excellent. Mm -hmm. That's an excellent point. And it ties in also with this next question. And that is that, so, so I was listening to Kate's take the other morning and I was listening about your, your launch, the things that, the launch lessons that you learned for the, from the freedom journal launch, you know, and you uh -huh. had all of that laid out. And I have to admit that during part of it, it was a little bit depressing, which I know was, was like noise to your ears rather than music to yours, because the main thing that you want to be and that you are is inspiring. But the reason is because it made me feel like I was so far behind. And it's like, I was like, oh my gosh. And we've had actually failed launches because we have failed to do all that you've done. Like you guys have a team, you had a full-time person practically that you, that helped you launch, yeah. that helped you with a Kickstarter. You had a team that helped you with the, the creation of the product, the Freedom Journal and the outsourcing and all that. In fact, we interviewed Richie Norton um, already oh, awesome. and he's fantastic. Yeah. And he helped you guys through his company product. But what we also know is that you didn't start there. Like you said, you've got five years under your belt of daily disciplined structure, structured creating and implementing and incredible focus. Follow one course until success, John. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So you guys have that, but knowing what you know now in this journey and that many of our audience are solopreneurs or independent authors and they're just getting started, they don't have the team what would be the one or two or three things that you could recommend above all else towards their growth and in particular success of their launching their first product or book or art uh, exhibit? Mm -hmm. 
I think the biggest thing for me and what I've been hearing from so many entrepreneurs that I've spoken with recently who are just getting started, who are just working towards their first launch, they think that they need to make like five or six things happen at one time. And that's not how it happens. It happens one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. Not all that... The reason I laid this season out that I did that you've, um, that you've referenced on our Freedom Journal launch the way that I did is because I really wanted to break it into pieces. And hopefully I was able to do that in even a small way yeah. because that took us over a year for, to plan that launch. Um, I try and focus on the timeline a lot because we can tell the story of how we launched the Freedom Journal on Kickstarter and the results of that, but that doesn't show people everything that we did before mm -hmm. we launched on Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. And so I think for anyone who's just starting out, who's just working towards their first launch, who's trying to earn their first dollar, understand that you don't have to do five things at the same time. Yeah. It just starts with doing one single thing. And that's a big, you know, reason behind creating the Freedom Journal in the first mm -hmm. place. It's to try and help people understand that you don't, nobody goes from point A to point Z. It starts with a, the very first step. And when you can do that one step continuously day after day after day, it can equal a big result. Yeah. So if you have this huge goal in your mind or this big launch that you want to do, just for a second, separate yourself completely from that. Don't think about being at your launch day and doing a webinar or selling your art or launching your book or whatever it might be. Think about what you need to do right now today to get you one step closer to that. And that would be my biggest piece. Yes, the freedom <laughs> journal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be my biggest piece of advice because once we start thinking about like how massive the goal is and how many things we need to do to get there, we get overwhelmed and then we don't know where to start and we don't know what to do. So save yourself the overwhelm and the stress and feeling like you're behind and feeling like you're never going to get there and just take one step. If yeah. it's writing a book, if you're working towards launching a book, what, what's the outline for your book? Yeah. Sit down today and write the outline of your book. That's not a difficult thing to do. Yeah. I mean, it's not easy, but you know, writing an outline for your book is a lot easier than thinking, well, how, who's going to publish this for me and how am I going to get it printed? And what if nobody wants to buy it? And all these other things that we could consume ourselves with. It's like yeah. worrying about irrelevant things that aren't even going to happen until you write the book. <laughs> it's like exactly. It's <laughs> first to even start worrying about all that other stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's such, those are all such good points. And really it kind of comes down to, um, having the big picture in mind, what is your number one goal? So in the case of a, an author, it would be not just, see, this is the thing many authors, my goal is to write the book, but that's just part one of the journey. Part two of the journey is getting it into people's hands, basically, yeah. right? And yeah. so that is a journey unto itself. And back to what we were talking about early on with connecting with your audience, while many authors are actually introverts, you know, it may not be the easiest thing for them, Ultimately, it will be the most gratifying to begin to build an audience and connect with them. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So I guess we are, we are short in time, so Wrapping we need to up, wrap up with books. So we've yes. already kind of covered that. Yes, so. I covered that. Okay. And so I guess 
that was also the final yeah. advice is focus. Well, so besides the free, yeah, focus, yeah, and on one thing, besides the Freedom Journal and the Mastery Journal. Um, <laughs> I haven't done the Mastery Journal yet. I actually tweeted John Lee Dumas one time saying, should these be done together? Should they be done separately? He was like, no, do the Freedom Journal first, then do the Mastery <laughs> Journal. So we haven't done this yet, but we have it. So yeah. it's awesome. You yeah. guys are in for an amazing surprise. I actually, I use the Mastery Journal every day myself. I'm obsessed. <laughs> right. Fantastic. So to close, what book are you reading now or else what book would you like to recommend as one of your favorites? Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you one of each. Right now I'm reading Crucial Conversations, mm -hmm. um, which has been a, a great read. I've learned a lot from it. So it's definitely a very educational read for me. It kind of goes through the psychology of how we communicate with people and how we could have better conversations, yeah. um, especially when it comes to uncomfortable conversations, whether it be with a customer, um, with a family member, with an employee or an employer. Um, so that's been a really interesting read. Um, but one of my favorite books of the past five years by far is Essentialism by Greg McEwen. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. And that is, I, I'm, I think for any creative too, it's an incredible read because it really teaches you the power of, um, of saying no and focusing on, on what it is that, you know, you're here to do. Perfect. We'll definitely link that. It's been so amazing uh, connecting finally in face with you, Kate. Yay. Thanks so much for taking the time and sharing your wisdom with I Create Daily. Absolutely. Thank you both so much. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us for the I Create Daily podcast. Please let us know what creatives you would like us to interview and what topics you would be interested in hearing more about. And if you enjoyed this show, please leave a review on iTunes. We value your feedback. We read all the reviews and it just helps us get the word out on the I Create Daily podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks so much.